Hello and welcome to another episode of Accessible Airwaves. This program is dedicated to the education and exploration of disabled life. Giving voice to the life and experience of people with disabilities. We cover a wide array of issues and disabilities. We are people who discuss issues we are passionate about. And topics we are interested in. We show how disability is in in the the mind mind of the beholder. I'm your host, Adam Cairns. I interviewed J.S. Rio, the CEO of Indefinite Arts here in Calgary. The Indefinite Arts program for the disabilities who want to showcase their artwork in Calgary and around the world. Here is our interview. So welcome to the jo- uh, show there, J.S. Rio. Thank you for having me. No worries. Uh, what is Indefinite Arts, and where is it located? Indefinite Arts Center is located in southeast Calgary in the community of Fairview. We are actually Canada's oldest and largest disability arts organization. We were founded in 1975, and today we support more than 300 artists living with physical and or developmental disabilities through all elements of artistic creation, training, exhibition, and the presentation of their works both locally and around the world. How is Indefinite Arts adapting to COVID-19? Obviously, it's an ongoing challenge for so many of us, uh, either in the disability sector or in the art sector, which uh, our center, of course, sort of strides both of those realities. Um, For us, however, what was really important was that we needed to engage with as many of our artists as possible. Uh, Your listeners might appreciate and know that, you know, for so many Calgarians living with disabilities, isolation and mental health challenges, um, you know, they exist even in the best of times. So COVID-19 really heightened uh, those challenges for the people that we serve as an organization. And so uh, within two weeks, we launched probably about seven different types of programs that would be uh, taken online into a virtual setting, as well as um, phone support and um, the, the provision of artist supply kits uh, that we call flux kits on a monthly basis. And so uh, through these programs, we've been able to uh, keep supporting close to 95% of the artists that regularly would receive support from us. And so uh, that level of engagement has been uh, consistently quite high, and we've been able to support our artists to be the amazing artists that they are. Oh, that sounds amazing. And you just mentioned your uh, flux kits. What's the uh, flux kit and what's in them? Uh, Fluxkit, I, I, I would probably have to defer to some of our other team members who can explain to you the different um, sort of historical inspirations behind the Fluxus movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it is, actually, uh, are these uh, interestingly equipped supply kits that revolve around certain themes and inspire our artists to think about uh, adapting their work using the supplies that are in these kits. And so, uh, as I mentioned, we send these kits out on a monthly basis. They're all sort of packaged in a box. They have different kinds of supplies each month, different kinds of 
uh, uh, pieces. I mean, I saw flux kit with little planter um, vases in them that uh, artists would be encouraged to uh, decorate and paint over, um, and uh, and they would have other kinds of interesting. Um, Sort of knickknacks. One of the last uh, flux kits I saw had uh, a sewing kit in it, so it would get our artists to think about how they would incorporate um, stitching into their artistic practice. So these kits have been amazingly popular, uh, and I think the next one is going out either next Friday or the Friday after that. But we have uh, a huge assembly line going uh, to get one out for the month of August as well. Mm. That sounds amazing. Uh, browsing on your website and social media, you have many examples of your artist's artwork, and it looks like some single pieces are is different. It appears you encourage many, many different styles and mediums. All conscious is your effort to not go with the cookie cutter template approach. Oh, uh, you know that that's such a great observation, and uh, you know what what is paramount in the way that we deliver our support for our artists is that our artists get to choose, right? It's what we call a very self-directed program. And so uh, we certainly work with our artists in inspiring them to think differently and to, uh, uh, and to adapt new ideas in their artistic practice. But at the heart of it, it is about what the artist envisions and what the artist would like to create. And we help facilitate that process. And to your point, what that creates is, um, such a wide uh, diversity of works that are created using a, a wide variety of mediums as well. Um, our studio, when it reopens, which will happen uh, in just a few weeks, um, is a fully equipped visual arts space where uh, you know everything that you can imagine in the visual arts can happen at Indefinite Art Center. Whether that is you know stitching and fiber art to two D and three D works, yeah, we even have our own kiln room. Uh, and now lately, we've been moving into more of the digital space as well, and so we are fully equipped to be able to. Uh, help make our artists' visions a reality through their practice. Mm-hmm. I get you. Uh, you were mentioning your uh, art stations. What kind of stations do you have? You were mentioning panel and uh, doing pottery and uh, 3D art and 2D art. So what else do you have? Uh, I think that covers most of it. I mean, again, with the 3D, we're talking about um, you know ceramics works. Um, 2D, we also, uh, uh, you know, have a lot of our artists working with Venetian plaster to make sort of 3D uh, works in that realm as well. Um, your typical sort of 2D studio, uh, as well as fiber arts, which is a very popular par- uh, part of our artist practice as well. Mm-hmm. What is uh, also really interesting, though, is we absolutely encourage our artists to move across those mediums. And some of their works actually um, uh, combine uh, different forms, right? So you'll have a piece that starts off with 2D but has 3D elements that are put on top of it, making it for a very, very extravagant, very extraordinary pieces of work. Oh, cool. That sounds awesome. Uh, what are some of your clients' favorite art pieces to do? Uh, as I mentioned, I think fiber is pretty popular. Um, it is so tactile, and, uh, and and I think that that's uh, something that our artists absolutely appreciate about fiber art. Uh, but of course, 2D is really popular as well. Um, you know, the fact that they can take a canvas, uh, take paint, take, you know, markers, whatever other kind of uh, tool that they'd like to use, and just start 
transposing, you know, what they would like to create onto a canvas um, is such a magical thing to watch, and that is also a very popular form. Um, it's uh, and, and, and inter- interestingly, uh, we have a number of artists who have vision loss and have blindness who are uh, adapting to uh, you know, 2D or visual arts practice. And so to see that is, is quite extraordinary. Um, but I, I don't know if one particular medium is popular than another. As I said, most of our artists actually go across all mediums and they really like to experiment, which is something that we absolutely promote, uh, within our studio. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, what's been the public's obsession with disability arts? Have you, shift or change in recent years in the public reactions? Absolutely. Um, You know, I often tell people that Canada, Calgary, Canada, um, has been uh, quite behind the eight ball when it comes to the the support and promotion of art by artists who identify as having a disability. When we look at our sister organizations in the States or in other places around the world where we've actually uh, engaged in many partnerships, uh, there is a a very much more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, sort of a broad-based appeal and at the same time sort of this infrastructure that exists to support the promotion and the, and, and the advancement of the artistic practice of people with disabilities. And so I think Canada is a little bit late to the game. That being said, um, so many of our efforts uh, as Canada's largest disability arts organization uh, have been so well received locally and across the country. Um, you know, we had, uh, for example, a, a residency initiative at Contemporary Calgary, which uh, exists in the old planetarium space. And when we held our open studios event, inviting the public to come see, come see what our artists are doing at this amazing space. We had, to my count, I believe it was about 300 plus individuals coming out on a pretty frigid Saturday to spend time with our artists and getting to know their practice and really appreciating what it is that they're doing as artists. And so I think we're getting there. I think really, I'm proud to say that definitely Art Center is really taking the the lead on uh, changing those perceptions and and inspiring those conversations about artists living with disabilities. Yeah, and you just mentioned though you've been uh, incredible opportunities to showcase your exhibits, your art studio around Calgary and around Real. Can you tell me where are some of the art is showcased? Sure. In the past two to three years, I'm losing track now, but I think two years now, uh, we've had our artists' works uh, on display in places like Hong Kong and Seoul, Korea. Uh, earlier this year, even in the midst of COVID, we had uh, uh, several of our artists' works be on display in New York. Uh, last year, uh, in 2019, we had two artist residencies where we actually sent a number of our artists overseas uh, to Dubai and later in the year to Guadalajara. And in both locales, we actually ha- uh, had uh, exhibitions of our artist works as well. Uh, Indefinite Art Center is actually the first Canadian arts organization to be installed at the Dubai International Airport, which actually is the world's busiest. Uh, so we've had a whole, you know, broad scope of exhibitions in all parts of this, uh, in all parts of our world. Oh wow! Holy moly! So you've been—they've been everywhere. Yes, absolutely, and and I think it's 
it's been important for us to be a part of that international conversation. As I said, there are many countries where they are many, many steps ahead of uh, our hours uh, in terms of how they support and showcase artists with disabilities. So to be able to be in those locations, to be inspired by those countries, to learn from them, for our artists to be able to collaborate with them, uh, it, it's been a tremendously eye-opening and rewarding experience for us as an organization, but also for our artists. Hmm. That sounds amazing for you guys. Um, do you have any upcoming expeditions that you can tell me about? Sure. We actually did get funding from Canada Council for the Arts, and we had started to engage in a conversation with our Foreign Affairs Ministry to launch our new residency and exhibition initiative in partnership with a sister organization in Osaka, Japan. Uh, Unfortunately, of course, due to COVID, uh, that's been postponed, but uh, we're still excited about getting that going when the COVID hopefully subsides. Um, I'm also really excited to share with you that, uh, you know, going along this international theme, Indefinite Arts Centre has been uh, working with our Foreign Affairs Ministry in securing a number of our artists' works to be um, basically acquired by uh, our Foreign Affairs Ministry so that those works could then be exhibited and displayed in embassies and ambassadors' residences around the world. So the details of that are still to be finalized, but uh, I encourage all of your listeners to stay tuned because that's going to be another huge milestone that we would have accomplished for our artists as an organization. Mm. That sounds amazing. Um, Since having this job, what is the best parts about your job? I think the best part of my job, uh, bar none, is... Uh, the opportunity to prove people wrong. Uh, what a great thing for your ego, actually. Um, when you're going out and you're talking about your mission and the mandate of this amazing organization, and you face people who still have doubts, you see, mm-hmm. you know, you, your listeners know that there are still so many um, remarkably bizarre misconceptions about people with disabilities and what they can or can't do, what they should or shouldn't do. And to be able to engage in conversations where just through the work that your organization is doing and through the work that your artists are doing, you're able to prove them wrong, that no, uh, actually artists with developmental disabilities, um, their works can stand uh, strong beside other mainstream contemporary art pieces. Absolutely, you know, uh, we can send artists with disabilities abroad, and 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 they can come back uh, as as much more advanced and and much more developed artists. Um, testing and 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 I think bashing down a lot of those misconceptions, and, and again, proving people wrong. I think has been one of the most rewarding parts of my job, uh, and using the power of the art to uplift a community of remarkable artists uh, and at the same time, uh, you know, ha- having that opportunity to engage in those conversations about what is possible when, when we give people with disabilities the opportunities and the platforms to be able to showcase and, and create um, has been a, a tremendous honor and a privilege as CEO of this organization. Uh, that's, it sounds amazing and why not uh, just to say to everybody, here's uh, art that people have 
have disabilities and can just show off to the world and to Calgary itself. Yes, absolutely. And 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 it's not about being it's not about being patronizing uh to what we're doing. It uh really is about giving our artists the same opportunities and the same platforms that any other, you know, able-bodied or non-developmentally disabled artist has, right? And that's why we're doing those international exhibitions. That's why we're connecting them with public art opportunities in the city of Calgary and getting them, you know, a thousand dollar commission checks, giving them opportunities to sell their work so that like other artists, they're actually able to generate an income and be better engaged in their communities um, through their creativity. And so, uh, it's really about um, trying to create an equal, equitable uh, playing ground for artists who have disabilities. How do you connect with your new artists to join your program? Well, unfortunately, you know, given uh, sort of the, the constraints of funding and and our staff, uh, we actually have a, a fairly extensive wait list. Uh, we encourage uh, our uh, prospective artists that are out there to either reach out directly to us where we can identify ways in which they could join our program or mm-hmm. for listeners uh, who have a developmental disability and maybe a client of PDD uh, to reach out to their PDD support worker and identify opportunities to get onto our wait list. Um, for the longest time, actually, we were only open for four days a week. And so we had a wait list that probably stretched to close to 200 individuals. And they were waiting anywhere between two to three to four years to get into our program. Uh, in 2018, we actually started opening on Fridays. And so that wait list has shrunk a little bit, but mm. uh, the, the demand is still there. So we ask people to remain patient with us, but, but be engaged with us and connected with us, uh, especially during these times. I gotcha. And GS, a little bit off top question for you, but wasn't old Calgary Science Center be turned into a new art gallery? That was a rumor I heard a while ago. Oh, you so you mean the the planetarium actually yes. has opened into a, a, a gallery. Um, so they opened earlier this year, and as I mentioned earlier, we about uh, I can't remember the number of artists now. I think close to eighty of our artists actually took over that space in early January, and actually held we held a residency program in that space. So that space is now called Contemporary Calgary. It's mm-hmm. actually a spectacular space. I'm not sure if they've reopened, but at the time when they were open, uh, they had some amazing pieces of art from a lot of Calgary artists. And, and again, many of our artists actually took over that space and, and was able to engage in a very rewarding and, uh, and very thought-provoking uh, residency opportunity there. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. And can you tell me a little bit more about the Calgary Hospital call for artwork and how your art, artists come through to de- donate the artwork? You know, through through our um, virtual programs, so many of our artists uh, actually had asked us, how can we contribute? How can we use our creativity and our artwork to give mm-hmm. back? And um, there were a lot of ideas that were sort of percolating in our minds. And uh, one day we came across a news article 
where uh, a group of volunteers were leading this initiative to bring artwork into this temporary COVID wing of the Peter Lougheed Hospital. And once we saw that, we pitched that to our artists and asked them that they'd be interested. And let me tell you, the response was absolutely overwhelming. Uh, I can't remember the number of art pieces that have been submitted, but it was pretty extraordinary. And I'm proud to say that um, pretty much, you know, uh, uh, many of those works have been uh, delivered to the Peter Lougheed and I'm sure are adorning uh, the walls of that temporary space right now, which is so meaningful that we're able to um, get our artists who have yearned to give back that opportunity to give back and for um, patients and family members who are undoubtedly going through such trying times right now mm-hmm. um, to give them at least a little bit of bright brightness in their lives through art uh, is just a win-win for everybody. That is truly true. I will agree with that. Uh, how can our listeners follow uh, what your organization is doing right now? I encourage everybody to certainly follow us on basically all the popular social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, search us at Indefinite Arts, Mm -hmm. uh, or you can visit our website, which is ouriac.ca, that's short for Our IAC or Our Indefinite Arts Center, .ca, and, and follow us. Like our artist works, you know, if you see something that you absolutely love, Um, make a comment and share that with us so that we can then in turn share that with our artists as well. Um, But we we have a very active social media presence. We're updating uh, all of our channels pretty much daily with everything that we're doing. So we encourage everybody to follow us. Awesome. Yeah, so we'll do for sure do that. Uh, Did we miss anything we didn't discuss on? You know, I just think uh, Calgarians, uh, uh, overall should be really, really proud and, and should be quite excited about the fact that Calgary is home to uh, Indefinite Arts Centre. Obviously, I'm biased, so I'm excited. But I think the fact that Calgary is home to the country's oldest and largest disability arts organization, that Calgary is home to an organization that is, even through COVID, working to support hundreds of artists living with developmental and physical disabilities, I think is something that Calgarians should absolutely take note. And mm-hmm. and uh, if there is an opportunity, absolutely, again, follow us on social media, follow us on our website, but think about ways that you can support us. And that's not simply a call for donations. Obviously, I lead a charity, so if people want to donate, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take those donations. But more importantly, you know, uh, we have uh, different initiatives where people can purchase our artist works. We're going to be unveiling a few more uh, merchandise items that can be purchased uh, that have been designed by our artists. Um, There are so many different ways that people can engage with us, but Mm. I think ultimately people should be really proud and really, um, you know, really aware of the fact that we are home to this remarkable organization. I will totally agree with you with that one, because it sounds amazing that you have the, that we have this indefinite arts that is pretty uh, close to most of us who live in Calgary, and it, it's pretty easy to get to. Yeah. True, true. Absolutely. True. Uh, thank you for joining me uh, there, JS. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and I uh, hope to talk to you again soon. That was me, 
interviewing J.S. Rio, the CEO of Indefinite Arts, over the phone. For more info, you can find them on ourIAC.ca. The Indefinite Arts Center is Canada's oldest and largest disability arts organization, providing artistic training, creation, and exhibition opportunities for people with mental, physical, and acquired disabilities. Next up, we have Rain, an artist from the Indefinite Arts Program. He talks about what kinds of artwork that he does and why he joined the Indefinite Arts Program. So Rain, what is your favorite art medium to, do, to use, like paint, watercolor, or any other uh, artworks do you use? Um, drawing, fishing, and painting. Why did you want to join uh, Indefinite Arts in the first place? Because I love art. Uh, when did you start art? Um, when I barely little. Do you have a favorite piece of artwork uh, you're most proud of? If so, can you describe it? Um, Heartland is have horses. Uh, Amy and Georgie is um is a um a ranch with uh, horses and oh painting and some markers and stuff. Is Heartland your favorite TV show? I'm guessing. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, so, what uh, do you think about yeah, your art instructors, uh, instructors like your teachers and your? You uh, see, they help me, guide me. Um, also, I heard that uh, a rumor that uh, you guys get flux kits too. Yeah. Could you describe what's in it? Uh, like um, you see, they have papers and paint and. Um, Paintbrush and markers and uh, watercolors. Uh, and also you do it over Zoom and talk about your artwork over Zoom too, right? Yeah. Uh, what project are you on working on right now or what recent project you've finished? Well, I um, finished two projects in one day. Um, I finished the two birthday cards. Mm-hmm. Um, one is uh, Harry Parsing and and Sean Mendes mm. for my uh, family. Mm. Okay, so you create uh, birthday cards for free. Yeah, hmm. that almost could be like a business idea too. And sometimes I uh, do coloring. Sometimes or I just draw on my own. Okay, <laughs> so you do a free drawing on your own. Yeah. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, uh, do you use, like, uh, crayons, uh, pencil crayons kind of thing, or paint for these birthday cards? Um, pencil crayons, that's it. Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, and yeah. usually I use pencil, too, so. Hmm, good. Uh, oh, uh, do you... Your mom help you with uh, some of your artwork? Um, is it mostly your teachers? 
no, I did only do myself. Have you used or tried other mediums, and can you tell me about them? Uh, I did the the cabbage frame pillow, and I did it by hand. Cause uh, yeah, I'm going to do this thing after. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Did you think thought of the design for at first? Uh, yeah. Some the the, the helpers are help me to do designs and the the cards of the stitching and stuff. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, did you pick out your own fabric and uh, yeah? So what did yourself? Uh, did it by myself, but I usually I need help. That was me interviewing Rain over the phone. We talked about his experiences at Infant Arts. You have been listening to Accessible Airways on CJS W nine point nine FM. You can follow Accessible Airways on Facebook. If you missed any episodes, you can go to CJSW.com or Spotify or any other podcast apps. <laughs>